Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com. Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 838. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 102. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Before we get to Psalm 102, let's hear from our sponsor. In the past decade, the Action Bible has helped millions of kids across the world better understand the stories of the Bible. Through vivid illustrations and fast-paced stories, children have engaged in God's Word like never before. Now in 2024, there's a new edition, the Faith in Action Edition, with enhanced features. The Action Bible, Faith in Action Edition, has a new color design, 230 Bible stories and digital resources that will help kids grow in the knowledge of God's Word. These resources include hundreds of devotionals, prayers, timelines, maps, Bible facts, teaching videos, activities, and more. Additionally, kids will learn about seven major themes of the Bible. These themes include courage, faith, hope, love, service, trust, and wisdom. The Faith in Action Edition is the most complete illustrated Bible for kids. You can purchase your copy today of the Action Bible, Faith in Action Edition at Sam's Club, Barnes & Noble, ChristianBook.com, or wherever books are sold. There's nothing in this world that he cannot do if we truly allow his love. We can do nothing without him. Anything that we do apart from him is not something that's permanent. We all need his grace. That's everybody. We are all broken people on our way to a place that we believe is, is waiting on us in heaven. You can find more of Bridges with Monica Schmelter at lifeaudio.com. In Christ, we are all one family. Amen. Psalm 102 is a prayer for an afflicted person who has grown weak and pours out a lament before the Lord. Interestingly specific, considering how many psalms don't have some sort of description like this. Hear my prayer, Lord. Let me... Let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me. When I am in distress, turn your ear to me. When I call, answer me quickly. For my days vanish like smoke. My bones burn like glowing embers. My heart is blighted and withered like grass. I forget to eat my food. In my distress, I groan aloud, am reduced to skin and bones. I am like a desert owl, like an owl among the ruins. I lie awake, I have become like a bird alone on a roof. All day long my enemies taunt me, those who rail against me use my name as a curse, for I eat ashes as my food and mingle my drink with tears because of your great wrath, for you have taken me up and thrown me aside. My days are like the evening shadow, I wither away like grass. But you sit, Lord, enthroned forever, Your renown endures through all generations. You will arise and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to show favor to her. 
The appointed time has come, for her stones are dear to your servants. Her very dust moves them to pity. The nations will fear the name of the Lord. All the kings of the earth will revere your glory. For the Lord will rebuild Zion and appear in his glory. He will respond to the prayer of the destitute. He will not despise their plea. Let this be written for a future generation, that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. The Lord looked down from his sanctuary on high. From heaven he viewed the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners and release those condemned to death. So the name of the Lord will be declared in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem when the peoples and the kingdoms assemble to worship the Lord. In the course of my life, he broke my strength. He cut short my days. So I said, do not take me away, my God, in the midst of my days. Your years go on through all generations. In the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like clothing you will change them, and they will be discarded. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. The children of your servants will live in your presence. Their descendants will be established before you. As I read this first part of this psalm, I wonder as someone who is not afflicted with depression, if this is what depression feels like. If this is, and and some of you I know can tell me for sure, but the psalmist here is in agony, and the psalmist here is pouring out his is pouring out his heart to God, asking for God to hear him and no longer to hide his face. Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quickly. Feeling abandoned. And then there's these phrases here, and this was what makes me think of depression here. My days are like smoke, my bones like glowing embers, my heart is blighted and withered, I forget to eat my food, I groan aloud, I'm reduced to skin and bones. I'm, And then there are a number of different examples here that I thought were interesting. I'm like a desert owl, like an owl among the ruins. And I think of that that desert owl that's out there where there is nothing. What does it feel like? Is that the feeling of abandonment that the psalmist is feeling at that point? Like a bird alone on a roof. And is that the lack of companionship? It, birds certainly spend a lot of time on roofs, so it certainly doesn't seem like a problem. But a bird alone on a roof is this this feeling of aloneness, this feeling of depression. One of the reasons I point this out is that some of you feel this way and some of you wonder if anyone understands and the psalmist is one of those people who does and god is someone who does all day long my enemies taunt me those who rail against me use my name as a curse how how bad are things when your name is literally a curse when people use your name and think of someone who is in such bad shapes that they say, may you be like Chris. And people go, oh my gosh, that's a terrible curse. That would be bad. That would be very, very bad. Eating ashes as food, mingling my drink with tears. But then the only thing we have in the psalm that I spotted 
that gives us any clue into what's going on or what the psalmist thinks is going on is because of your great wrath, for you have taken me up and thrown me aside. So the psalmist feels that God is angry with him. Now, is God angry with him and the psalmist knows it? Has he done something to make God angry? Or does he just feel that way? And I don't know. Like We can't tell because we can't get in the psalmist's head. We try to, of course, but these psalms, as public as they are, are surprisingly also very personal. They were written by someone feeling something at a particular time. We welcome them and embrace them and use them because so many of the emotions that are being felt are universal. My days are like the evening shadow, like the evening shadow. They're, they're going away. They're fading. I will wither away like grass. But then the psalmist remembers, and this is one of those forms of psalms we've talked about so often, that the psalmist is in the depths of despair, but is reminded that God is still there. But you, Lord, sit enthroned forever. Now, this is going to go into a different part of the psalm, obviously, but also what does God sitting enthroned have to do with all these ways that I'm feeling? And we've talked about it before of putting what you know ahead of how you feel. That I feel this way, but I know this. And the psalmist is doing that again here. You will arise and have compassion on Zion. It is time to show favor to her. Now he's talking more corporately. Is this because the psalmist is writing as Israel or for Israel, feeling abandoned, that God is angry, and that God will come and come back to his people or that God will draw his people back to him more accurately? You'll arise and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to show favor to her. The appointed time has come. And so maybe that personal feeling we were getting in that first part is very personal, but the psalmist is feeling the rejection of God because of God's anger. And we know in the time of Psalms, when these were being written, what happens that makes God angry with his people. And so often it's that they have abandoned him. But God is enthroned forever. But God is still there. For her stones are dear to your servant. Her very dust moves them to pity. The nations will fear the name of the Lord. All the kings of the earth will revere your glory. For the Lord will rebuild Zion. So God is going to rebuild what was torn down. And I think of that personally when we're in those times of depression, those times of distress, that assurance that God is still there and that God can and wants to rebuild. For the Lord will rebuild Zion and appear in his glory. He will respond to the prayer of the destitute. He will not despise their plea. And so God is listening. Even when we feel like we're eating ashes, even when it feels like we're drifting away, even it feels like we're very, very, very alone. Let this be written for a future generation that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. Hey, that includes us. We are part of that future generation that the psalmist was looking forward to. And so the psalmist wrote this so that we would remember to praise the Lord. The Lord looked down from his sanctuary on high. From heaven he viewed the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners and release those condemned to death. 
Now, as somebody who spent a considerable amount of time in prison ministry, those words jump out at me, but it's also talking metaphorically about those who have been in bondage. It might be real bondage, it might be real prison, it might be psychological bondage, but who are feeling trapped, who are feeling like prisoners, that God is listening and hearing those pleas. So the name of the Lord will be declared in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem when the peoples and the kingdoms assemble to worship the Lord. This picture that this psalmist is now presenting of of all the people gathering to worship the Lord, people from kingdoms near and far. In the course of my life, he broke my strength. He cut short my days. So again, the psalmist feeling that rejection by God. So I said, do not take me away, my God, in the midst of my days, your years go on through all generations. In the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like a garment. Like clothes, you will change them, and they will be discarded. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. The children of your servants will live in your presence. The descendants will be established before you. In the midst of all I feel, in the midst of all that's going on, in the midst of feeling abandoned, in the midst of depression, in the midst of discouragement, God is still there and God remains. And may we take hold of that fact. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This, this is my skyship dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. With Abide Sleep Stories for Kids, you can help your children fall asleep fast and learn about God. To find these kids' bedtime stories, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Stories for Kids. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.